from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. All right. Uh, welcome to Shady Pines, limited series from Afterthought Media, where three gay men recap the Golden Girls season one. This episode, we're recapping season one, episode six, titled "On Golden Girls." Uh, first, from the podcast "Cocktails and Cream Puffs," please say, uh, "I don't know." Slap, I'd slap, slap Joey Boohacker. Hi, Joey. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, you didn't come in with your usual Joey Boohacker comment. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Wait, what, do you, what do you mean you have nothing Since to say? When? Since when? Since when? <laughs> it, it, everyone should know is Joey Boohacker is a podcaster. I mean, when did you start actually podcasting? And was Cocktails and Cream Puffs your first podcast? Yeah, I think it was either 2009 or 2010. Oh, okay. And that's when you started, and you guys quickly became very popular. Um, yeah, it was what, weird. What do you attribute that to? Uh, I think it was the chemistry of the three of us. Uh-huh. I really do. And then you chased those three guys away, um, I think. There were because, two of them, but yes. Yeah, I think because you were going to get married to a guy that you just met. But, um, uh, and then you got you brought in Wendy. Wendy came in like episode three or four. But she and she was like a Sophia, right? She was supposed to be just like a recurring. She guest. very much was a Sophia. We actually have a picture of us as the Golden Girls. Oh, you do. We do. And then, but why you're being very reticent today? What is this? Usually, you have a lot of comments, and uh, you're, you're full of gusto. What is this? No, I'm just concentrating on some other shit right now. Is now a bad time? Yeah, is no, a bad time? No, 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 no. Lawson. Oh wait, I'm sorry. From the podcast, catching up. Uh, Please say hello to Mike Lawson. Mike Lawson, hey, can you imagine if Wendy or Donna or Gary, Andrew Stiglitz or Mark or Matt um, or some methed out twink he had one time? This, he had this methed out twink one time that was so hot on one of his New Year's shows. Anyway, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, I do, I, I do, I do. Who is that guy? He wasn't a methed out twink, but he looked methed out. But. Okay. Uh, anyway, if many of they were like, I'm busy doing something else during cocktail and cream puffs, they would be thrown out the window. <laughs> really? Uh, do you have time for this right now, Joey? Are we? Yeah, I yeah. do. I can't. I see. The funny thing is, I can't win because if I talk before I'm spoken to, I get yelled at. <laughs> no, it's if obviously I don't become. Talk before I'm to, well, you're I being spoken at. to and like talk. Yeah. I have nothing it's more. A- to say, you know, I just went to the gas station, mm-hmm. and can I tell you how weird that was? Um, People was rationing just, gas. No, it was just weird because, like, I I get got ready to go out, and I like you know put on a bandana across my face, and it's oh, just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to go to you know I had to go to Walmart yesterday to pick up some sundries, and Walmart has now instituted that they they only allow a certain number of people based on the square footage in the store, and so there was a line of people. But then the line looks really long because everybody's to be six feet apart from each other in the right. line. 
And so, uh, yeah, and everyone's wearing the masks, and uh, it, it's crazy. It's, crazy it's just time. strange. It's just really strange. Mm-hmm. What Golden Girls yeah. episode does it remind you of? They didn't have any quarantine episodes. They should. We should. The, clo- start the closest quarantine episode was when Dorothy and Stan had to stay in the apartment because they were slumlords. Hmm. Yes, Lawson. They do touch on such sensitive topics, uh, like uh, hitting children, though. That's oh a yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hot that's, topic that they let me do actually get to. talk about this. I want to. There's a lot. I have to. There aren't a lot of pop culture references, but there are a lot of themes I want to touch on to this. So here Did we go. Did somebody hit their kids? Don't you think? Wouldn't you thought it would have been Blanche? <laughs> I know. Seriously, <laughs> right? Right? Am I yeah, wrong? You there? would think the one that would be against it is Rose. You'd be right, Rose, right? Yeah, Rose yeah, is yeah, like yeah. no. And yeah. it's like, kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like on the facts of life. They wanted to do my friend Adam Delapena is such an expert on facts of life. It's so funny. But they I love wanted, that show. I grew up on facts of they life. They wanted to do a rape episode, right? But Lisa Welchel, uh, they wanted to be that Blair, played by Lisa Welchel, who's super Christian, was right. the one to get quote unquote raped. You know, the they couldn't show rape in the eighties. So um uh she said no because she was Christian. Tootie and Joe said no, whatever Kim Fields and uh, Natalie did it. It was Natalie, but again, even then... It wasn't about rape. It, it was, was about having sex before marriage. No, no, that's a different one. That's a, we'll talk about that one in a second. We'll talk about that one in a second. It, Natalie, oh, 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 you're right. I know what you're talking about. Yes, There yes. was one where Natalie... This was the rape episode, because they couldn't do... It was, a, it was a show that was also for children, essentially. So they didn't want to scare children. So Natalie's walking home... Mindy at, Cohn. Yeah, Mindy Cohn uh, was walking home, is walking back to the house. I think because they were on campus, I don't know, whatever. And then when they were in college, and a guy jumped out in front of her and scared her. And but they treated it like it was a rape on the episode. Okay. You know, I remember the episode um, that they that Tootie and and Natalie went out and they bought bongs. Mm-hmm. And they thought they were jelly bean holders, but they bought these bongs. Yeah. And it's so funny because I was at a certain age that I remember going to the, the flea market later and seeing bongs at the flea market. And I was like, <gasps> you know, like, yeah. I knew what they were at that point. And I was like, I didn't know they could sell that stuff, like, just at the flea market like that. What are you talking about? They're just tobacco water smokers. I don't know what you're talking about. Joey. Oh, right, right. Uh, but jelly you know, bean holders. Yeah, but to the, this uh, day when I see them, I think jelly bean holders. Well, what Joey was talking about earlier, there's another episode. Whenever they did anything sexual, none of the girls wanted to do it except for Mindy Cohn would do it. Uh, chubby Natalie. So there's another She'll episode where they wanted to talk about the girls losing their virginity. Now, mind you, by the way, by this point in the show, <laughs> none of them are virgins. They no, were in their early 20s. But yeah, even, even the characters, the characters are in the early. They've left college. They're running uh, like a candy store with uh, Mrs. Garrett's friend because Mrs. Garrett left or something, right? It was M- Mrs. Garrett's um, sister. Her sister, right? Beverly. And they're well, Beverly. They're well into their early twenties. Played by uh, Cloris Leachman. Yes. And they're we- they're well into their early twenties and decide that it's time for the girls to lose their virginity. And Natalie has a long term boyfriend named Snake. Is that what his name was? No, Snake was Joe's boyfriend. Oh, I don't know, whatever Natalie's boyfriend is. So Natalie's yeah. boyfriend and she comes in and she decides that she's gonna tell the girls that, you know, she lost her virginity to her boyfriend. They talk around it in a very TV way. But right. what's funny is the premise of this episode. Is not like yay Natalie. It's very like the other girls are angry with her, and oh, yeah. and it's like she what she did something very wrong. 
She that's, was a whore. She was a whore. And that, that's the sort of the premise of the show is that she's a whore. There's another one. My friend Adam told me this. He's a, a big student of the fact of life. To the point where I didn't believe him, but it was easy to find because it's the pilot episode of the Facts mm-hmm. of Life. So in the in the first season, so anyone who doesn't know, we're doing our own pop culture reference. There was a sitcom in the eighties called Facts of Life at the Langley School for Girls. Yeah, it was a girls' school, and there was Mrs. Garrett. She was the older woman who ran, sort of oversaw the girls. So no, Mrs. Garrett's no, Mrs. Garrett was a spinoff from from Different, different strokes. strokes, where she was the housekeeper. Different, different mm-hmm. Strokes, and at the Langley School of Girls, she ran the kitchen. Yeah, and in the first season, it really was like a bunch of girls, okay, so including was, Molly Ringwald. Yeah, Molly was Ringwald. Nobody at the time. A bunch of girls, okay. After the first season, they just focused on four of the girls. I think Joe Sam. comes in season two. Joe was not there. It yeah. was Blanche, Natalie, and Tootie were in the in the pilot. Joe came in season two. Yeah. And anyway, season one pilot episode was a bunch of girls. The one of the girls is this tomboy, right? Mm-hmm. And she's not fitting in with the other girls. And who later became the Joe character. Yes, you're right. Uh she's not fitting in with the other girls. And they allude to the fact that she's a big lesbo, right? As they could in 1980. As they could, yeah. And Mrs. Garrett has a talk with her and says that just everybody, every woman goes through this phase and just you'll get over it and just you just need to meet the right guy. This show is (laughs) it's so backwards. I didn't believe him. I had to go watch it, and it's true. She has this cuckoo banana speech where she tells her like it's the most backwards speech nowadays but at the right. time that they thought they were confronting real topics in a very intelligent way it's just oh god anyway let's go into this one uh speaking well, of about it, there were no out lesbians in you know lily tomlin people knew for years but there was no real out lesbians mm-hmm. in in television i mean really the big ellen really was the, the groundbreaker mm-hmm. and that was what 1990 what was Ellen, what year was Ellen? Ninety five. In the it's like the late eighties, like maybe ninety. Oh, was it late eighties? Okay, yeah. I no, 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 sorry, late nineties, late nineties. Sure. Uh, yeah. Any, anyway, Lawson, you're being really quiet. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know anything about Facts of Life. Oh, it's oh, a really could, good show. I, I almost could, would love for you to watch that, Mike. Yeah, I could see you um, uh, liking it, Lawson. All right. Uh, let's, but let's do, we're here to talk about Golden Girls season one episode six on Golden Girls. Uh, Blanche Who wrote is for- the theme to Facts of Life. Wasn't Alan Thick? Mm-hmm. But this is all people. People don't know who we're talking about. Robin Thick's dad. All right, people know who Alan Thick. Oh, see, I forget because Alan Thick was such a star during my childhood. Yeah. Any right. other TV show, The Thick of the Night. <laughs> He did. It was a night. It I was know. a nighttime. Show. It was Blanche's fourteen-year-old grandson by her daughter. What's her daughter's name, Joey? Janet. Janet shows up at Blanche's doorstep to spend two weeks with his grandmother while his parents try to fix their marriage in Hawaii. He immediately starts acting out and making it difficult for the other women in the house. After so- after Sophia slaps David, Blanche has a talk with David where he reveals that no one cares about him. To solve his problems, the Golden Girls give him some chores. After Dorothy catches him trying to run away, we learn that he thinks life sucks and he doesn't like to vacuum. So Dorothy says she'll vacuum. All of his problems are immediately solved. Um, Lawson... So wait- 
Yeah, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. Go no, on, go, go on. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Very Go ahead. So what's interesting, what I found most interesting mm-hmm. is in later episodes, because we do see in another episode where she has her granddaughter over, mm-hmm. which I think is well, that that's uh it's kind of screwed up mm-hmm. because Aurora is her granddaughter, but that's a different daughter. Anyway, I don't know where the one daughter comes from. It might also be Janet's, but we say that this kid is 14 who P.S. I remember him on Silver Spoons. He was a reoccurring character. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like the Eddie Haskell of Silver Spoons. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another dated reference, but does everybody understand that? I get the reference, but I'm just okay. Go on. Okay. Um, but the interesting thing was, number one, he never calls her grandma. Other people call her her grandmother. But it's funny because she's always talking about how young she is and barely 50. Mm-hmm. And she has a 14-year-old grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, he never calls her grandma. But in later episodes, if you remember when she has her, her niece over, or not her niece, her granddaughter over, mm-hmm. she doesn't have her call her grandma because I'm just too young mm-hmm. to be a grandmother. But that was not one of the angles that they took in this episode, which I thought was interesting. Very interesting. But what did you, what were your thoughts on this episode, Boo Hecker? Um, again, I, I this again I felt wasn't. Oh, Mike Lawson said he lost internet connection with us. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to wait? Yes, wait. Okay. Those kids must be doing shit. You would think they'd be old enough to do the the tech, the IT stuff for him. It's funny how quickly they've grown up, you know, following along with with that. I'm planning a live Betsy Bingo show, so that's what I'm trying to do right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just trying to see if I can, if the technology is out there that do it differently than the way I want to do it, because I'm doing it very old school. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see if the technology exists. I know it exists. I just don't know if it's something that I have to. I'm trying to find like how would I buy those digital boards? Is oh, there a way? Oh to... yeah, the digital bingo boards. Are they expensive? Yeah. No. No, I don't know. I'm trying to see if I can. I'm like typing in Google terms like play bingo online with friends. You know, like I'm trying to see if I can. Just send the technology or like right now you have to go through an email thing, fill out your information. And I send you a board mm-hmm. that you can print out. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it very old school, but I'm just trying to see if there's a way I can play bingo free online with your friends. Mybingo.com, maybe. Oh, that Lawson, I think is back. Lawson, are you there? Because there's a picture left. Oh, there's two Lawson's. Okay, this one's moving. Well, that's something. Now he put it on mute. He put it. You put it on mute, Lawson. I see it on mute. Okay, now it's not on mute. Uh, Hi. Oh, oh there he Welcome goes. Back. There he goes. There he is. Okay. So, so you have to edit this. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's not a hard edit. I've done much harder edits. Trust me. Uh. Okay. Uh. Okay. So uh, I know where to pick up from. Okay. All right. Good, Boo Hacker. What about <laughs> Lawson? Where Where do you fall in this episode? It's, uh, you know what, every time that they have these uh, guest people walk on, you it dates the show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I think it was Joey Batance that mentioned on an earlier episode that 
the way the women kind of dress and stuff, like they almost you you don't really realize what time it is, like what decade, what era. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't know. It's just a weird. It, it doesn't stand out. But w- w- these kids that walk on really kind of date the show and make it feel very eighties mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't think it the was, clothing feels eighties. The, the colors, the women, and the shoulder. Yeah, and... no, no, you're not wrong. Yes, but I'm saying like. Older women dressing in 80s clothes doesn't make me necessarily feel like it's the 80s yeah, because sure. older women kind of can wear 80s clothes, you know, whenever no, and yeah, they just yeah, feel yeah. old. Yeah. I get you. So um, seeing actually people like younger kids in it kind of dates it. Um, it was, you know, the whole thing kind of felt very after school special. It and did. Like, mm-hmm. They were oh, trying yeah. to teach us like, should you hit kids or not? Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't even feel like that was a major, major point. Cause they got over it real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt a little contrived and not so fun, happy script of a golden girls episode that we have come to love. I thought the there were some great time. Dorothy moments, though. Like what? Like when Dorothy sat down and he had the talk with him. You know, yeah. it's like Dorothy the educator. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying, but what you know, I was joking about it a little bit, but what? So Dorothy catches him trying to sneak out of the house. I love that moment. By the way, he's doing like a comical cartoon trying to sneak out of the house. If but, you wait a moment, I'll make you some sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, he has a stick with a bag on the back of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And um, and then the conversation kind of makes no sense. He's just mad because no one cares about him. And also he hates the vacuum. Wait, let me ask a question. <laughs> uh-huh. Did any of you ever run away from home as a child or, or like try to or threaten to? Never. I think I did, but I got as far as the block and I came back. I did, and I remember taking a big walking stick and tying a bag to <laughs> I think I did the same thing, too, because I thought, because a cartoon, I thought that's what That's all I knew. <laughs> yeah, I think I took a broomstick and a big, like, bandana. Right, like, right, right. That's all wrap, I knew. Wrap my little belongings in my trundle. And Anyway. Uh, so, okay. So, I, I, there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. First of Jeez, all. Jeez, if anybody had a reason to run away, Mike, you, you should have been the one. Why? The pray the the the, the, the ultra religious. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, it wasn't. It got worse over time. <laughs> yeah, I just make him out to be villain, so then I seem like a better person. <laughs> I'm Thank not you. joking. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, first of all, it's it's now, Joey. You would know this. How many children does Blanche have? Oh, see, that's difficult because I think she has three, okay. I, but she has a son who later she makes a comment about who she just let him do whatever the hell he wants because he knew he burnt down the entire town. And after mm-hmm. that, it was all gravy. Mm-hmm. She has Janet. Who we met? She, and Which one her, did we meet? We haven't met any yet. We met Dorothy's daughter, Kate. Oh, yes. Do we so ever she meet Janet? Do we ever meet she Janet? Has, huh? Do we ever meet Janet? Hmm. <sighs> I'm not sure because they switch characters many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have they also have uh, Rebecca. And when we meet Rebecca, Rebecca is a former model, mm-hmm. and she's very fat when we meet her. Uh-huh. And then when she comes back in later seasons, she is thin and svelte and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. 
I think I want to reiterate something I've said on an earlier episode. Yeah. I don't think these sitcoms are really made to be analyzed so closely. Like they want you to believe what they tell you in the 30 minutes. So if her daughter's young and pretty, if that's what the plot requires, then she's young and pretty this episode. And if she's, you know, dealing with something else in the next episode, then that's what she's dealing with in that episode. You just have to believe that what they tell you. Well, what's funny is if oh, they, I take it back. Branch has three sons uh-huh. and two daughters. Yeah. Her sons are, are Skippy, Doug and Biff. Okay. And then, and then she has two daughters, uh, which were Janet and, and uh, Rebecca. Huh. Um, what's funny is, um, we never meet her sons. We never meet her sons. So, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I had a point. I'm sorry. Oh, in the eighties, in the eighties on sitcoms or just sitcoms in general, maybe up to like the nineties, uh, they would do that thing where like a, a character could have a prominent like personality trait that never appeared before and doesn't appear after. Like it could, you wouldn't be on the Golden Girls. It wouldn't be shocking if one day you found out Dorothy's an, a chain smoker. Right. And then she's going right. to try and quit. And then that episode she quits and then she never smokes again. You they know? do have an episode I think she talks about smoking. Yeah, they, they, they do that kind of stuff on the 80s a lot. Now, I want to talk about... The, okay, so we learn that the kid is 14. There's, I have a lot to say here. And the, Blanche has another sibling who I actually didn't know about. Theodore, Tad, who, who <laughs> is who is an institute because he's challenged. Really? Huh. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't Can recall you give me the name and number to that institute? I think I might have, might have a submission for them. What were you saying, Batance? Sorry. <laughs> Wait, have we gotten all of the Blanche family tree out? The, the Devereaux family sorry, tree? Sorry, sorry. I, I, I went down a, a hole. Sorry. So, what I was going to say is, the 14-year-old son, first of all, that kid shows up and you're like, that kid is not 14. I'm all, he's 20, if yeah. not anything, right? Yeah, right. Here's what's funny is, and I think kids were just older then. I looked him up. The kid, the name of the actor is Billy Jacoby. He did mm-hmm. ch- that, that was a fake name because his brother was an actor with that name. But he did change his name the year later after this actually to Billy Jane, um, and which is, which is his real name. Billy Jane is his real name. Uh, but he was born on April tenth, nineteen sixty nine. So he's about to turn fifty one in about a week or so. And um and uh, let's see he was he he was a sort of a kid actor right uh, mm-hmm. you saw him on Tropper John MD the Golden Girls the A Team Twenty One Jump Street uh, he was also the brother in a TV show called Just One of the Guys and he was also a prominent uh, actor on the TV show Parker Lewis Can't Lose and Silver uh, Spoons I don't see Silver Spoons on here now I know that Buecker you said that. And I know that Jason Bateman had a similar role to what you were talking about. No, but he was a reoccurring character. What what was his name again? I'm sorry. The actor's name is Billy Jane. J A Y N E. We'll get we'll get. I'm sure we'll get the whole rundown from Buhecker in a second. You could be right. Maybe this didn't. They didn't think of mentioning him on Wikipedia. Oh, he's he's pretty attractive now. Now, uh, yeah, he looks. He he's still kind of cute. Hmm. Unless I'm confusing him with somebody else, but I'm 99.9% sure that... No, I'm sure it's him. But anyway, uh, uh, the point is that uh, at the time of this filming, he was 16, which I would... If you would have told me he was 16, I wouldn't have believed it. I would have said that minimum this kid's 19 or 20. Minimum. So I feel feel that they just... uh, By the way, in the scene when he's with the pizza party... When uh, Sophia slaps him, 
I think yep. I, that's how I used to dress. And that was in the early 90s. Yep, he was on Silver Spoons for 18 episodes. Oh, wow. Joey that Boohecker. Was, that was his, after the Golden Girls. Look at him with his Billy Jane knowledge. <laughs> it just You have to understand that that was a show that I grew up with. And, you know, that's also the age that I was in love with everybody. Uh, okay, so Boohecker. Let's talk about the themes here. Let's talk about the spanking part of it or the Sophia slapping him. Which you know he won an Emmy Award, too? For what, Boo Hecker? Hold on. No, no. <laughs> for he, for which he no, he won an Emmy Award for Best Supporting Actor for that certain summer. Mm-hmm. He actually oh, interesting. Okay, sorry. Go on, Lawson. Um, what did you think about the whole slapping drama? And because you could tell the point of view of the show that it was is that it was good for Sophia to slap him, that he deserved to be slapped. What was your sort of take here? Well, Lawson, you're talking. We can't hear you. Um, Lawson's fixing that right now. I don't know what's going. He doesn't know what's going on with his mic. Boo Hecker, why well, do you look at it now? this way? It wasn't like she well, went after. Oh like- wait, wait, wait! Stop, Lawson. Sorry, sorry. Go my ahead. God, my God. By the way, we hear him, but I don't know if he knows we can it, hear him. It wasn't like she went after him with the melon ball. Or mm-hmm. he got in her face. I almost feel like that was like a self defense moment. Yeah, Lawson, what were you gonna say? Ah. Uh, I was going to say that it felt a little contrived. The crowd did cheer, though, when yeah. it happened. So it was supposed to be a positive thing. Uh-huh. Because it's not filmed in front of a studio audience, right? No, so that is. was like an yeah, intentional. It no, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I don't know. I Like I said, it felt a little silly. Mm-hmm. But I guess. It's interesting. They never announced that before the show like they did in so many other shows back then. Mm-hmm. You know, like Cheers was filmed in front of a live studio audience. They never announced that before the show. What was the purpose of announcing it? Like, why did announcing it become a thing? Do you guys I don't know? know? But it was very commonplace, wasn't it, Mike? Yeah, you uh, saw Joe? you saw that oh, a lot of old sitcoms. They would go like, "Happy Days" is filmed in front of a live studio audience. I don't know. Maybe it was a marketing thing. They wanted you to know that they it was filmed in front of a live studio audience. I don't know. I think it's almost harder. To do, I mean, I think for the actors, it's great because you're getting feedback, which which every actor thrives on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's almost interesting because it's not just sewn together takes. You know what I mean? It is, but you're you know you're actually performing for an audience. You know, I want to jump back to something that Lawson said earlier because I just realized this episode. Is exactly that there is something in this episode that really embodies what Lawson was talking about, but that the about the situational uh, circumstances of the plot is at this point we've never heard Dorothy is taking French classes. No, she has a French final. I don't. It actually isn't even really germane to the plot. The only thing maybe is to set up the scene where Dorothy oh, Sophia is making a lot of noise in the bedroom, but. Um, she could have been trying to read a book. Yeah, it was really, it was, re- I'm wondering if, if this, because they don't always film the sitcoms out of sequence. Like, for instance, I happen to know that, because I, I was talking to friend of the show, you know who, John Paul, and I said, so on ABC, the, how, where are the shows? Are they all fucked up now? Because he was like, he's all, strangely by coincidence, most of the shows had wrapped by the time this coronavirus outbreak happened. And he said, uh, but the only thing was the Goldbergs, they were they had two episodes left, but had already filmed the se- the season finale, so they mm-hmm. have to not do those two episodes. Um, but the, the season, so they don't necessarily film these in order that you see them. 
Right. So I'm wondering if maybe this, maybe we'll, let's pay attention to see if there's other episodes where we hear that Dorothy's taking French classes or something. Like, that's it. It just came out of nowhere and it wasn't really that important to the plot. It was super bizarre. Just believe it. I'm just surprised they were like, I have to correct midterms or something like that. That yeah, would have made more that sense. Made more, yeah. That would make more sense. I have to correct these tests or something. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's super, super strange. Yeah, you're right, Boo Hacker. That would have made more sense to shit a correct test. But like finals are due or like grades are due. Yeah, but it was just like she had to study for a French final. Uh, and it, But like in the last episode, we were talking about how Sophia's blood pressure was a... Uh, a device that they use to launch the plot, but this didn't even seem to launch. The kid didn't show up because she was taking a French final. Nothing happened because of this French final. It was just a weird thing that they mentioned. It was very, very bizarre. Uh, okay, so what? Did, now I found this really. What I found the most unbelievable was going starting from the discussion about chores to giving David chores to us find out the chores. I think seemingly solved all his problems. What were what did you guys think about that, uh, Boo Hacker? We'll start with you. Well, I don't think the chores are what solve the problems. I think it was giving him structure. What, you know, and I think that's what they. I think the bigger point of this was not about hitting kids or not hitting kids, but it was about being an attentive parent. Mm-hmm. And sometimes loving a child is not just giving them whatever they want, which is how Blanche raised her children. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's showing that structure is important to somebody's life and yeah, but, shows that you love them. Yeah, but here's the thing is if um if um I think we just got a picture. Oh the oh oh that's he is Billy very, Jane today. That's he Billy, is he, handsome. Yeah Billy Jane's uh-huh. very handsome. Oh wow. Anyway, um Lawson just sent us a picture. Maybe he, too bad you that's the one thing you can't post pictures on Mixler. You can in Discord. Anyway um what I was going to say is, but if you think about what happens at the end of this episode is they send him right back to the house where the parents haven't changed. They're still not going to be there for him. They, they've done no homework. Well, that's not true. I think it's interesting because if the mother turned around when she called Janet, if Janet said, fine, keep him, mm-hmm. that's different as opposed to, no, I'm coming to get my kid. And then they end up taking them taking them on vacation with them i mean it's a start i mean it, it, we can't complain that everything's fixed in, in in 30 minutes and then at the same time when things are it's a work in progress i think what's implied in the script is that they invited him to hawaii because they have changed like they were going there to work their shit out they right. did and they all of this kind of stuff that happened back at home Shook him a little bit, and now they invited him to Hawaii because they're going to work on being a better family. Yeah, but going back, I know lots of hate when we talk about this. There is a time problem here. Is in theory they sent him because they were going to Hawaii, right? And then by the time we get to this moment where he's going to go back, it's been at least a week, right? Because she's um, Dorothy said she had the final in a week, and then she's gotten Mm -hmm. her grades back, so it's been more than a week. But I don't know if it's quite the two weeks. But he talks about being there for two months. Because he says earlier in the script, what am I going to do for the next, I think he either says five weeks or two months, watch your arteries harden. No, so he's supposed to be there for a long length of that, time. If anything, that's a, no, they, they mention it's only two weeks on the top of the show. I think that either, he had a typo or, I don't know, he, he said something wrong. But um, but uh, it's been two weeks, and then... Um, it's been... Yeah, two weeks since they sent their kid. Anyway, so now they're on the lanai... And he goes, I'm, I'm going to stay here forever. I'm going to go get some ice cream, right? And then Blanche goes, I'm going to call the daughter, right? 
picks up the phone, takes up the antenna, holds it to her ear, <laughs> dials the number in Hawaii. Right? And like you just know the first of all, you can just get a yeah. hold of the daughter in Hawaii, and you know the number by heart from your phone. And then two, she goes, she has to wake the husband up. And I was like, well, if it's nighttime in Miami, Hawaii's like six or seven hours behind. It's like noon or one p.m. Like none of this makes any sense. Sure, sure. I don't think they did any like. So, but again, like at times, sitcoms didn't. Didn't care. That. They didn't care about that kind of Just thing. believe us. That's the point. It's yeah. kind of like when you watch a musical and they burst into song and you mm-hmm. just kind of roll with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think details are meant to be overanalyzed in the show. That's yeah, the sure. new approach I, yeah. I'm taking. I don't think that – well, I'm still going to do it anyway because it's funny to talk about. But yeah. uh, I think uh, – they didn't think there was going to be a podcast to analyze every word that the Golden Girls right. said <laughs> and, and the logic of it. Uh, well, right. Keep in mind, it's season one. They didn't even realize they were going to make syndication. True. Yeah. Uh, there are a few, there are only a few, few pop culture references to explain, and I don't even think we need to explain them. There's a Cary Grant, Grant reference joke made. Uh, if you don't know who Cary Grant was, he was probably one of the most famous actors, film actors that ever lived. He was alive at the time. He was still seen as a very dashing, uh, suave, sophisticated man. And, uh, you know, that's just a reference to an old-timey actor there. The Ernest Borgnine joke, perhaps not as well-known. Ernest Borgnine was an actor. He won an Oscar, too, by the way. I think for, what was it? Marty, for the movie Marty. But old-timey Marty. actor. But if you... Unfortunately, they're making fun of him how ugly he is. And uh, he's, he's just very much like a gorilla of a man. Uh, for you to really understand the joke, you need to look up Ernest Borgnine on uh, Google and see what he looks like. Um, and that's sort of the joke there. He was an old actor. It was sort of know what he looked like. So when they made the reference to Ernest Borgnine to compare a woman to er- – who am I, Ernest Borgnine? That would make sense. You would have – oh, he does yeah. not look like a woman at all. Keep in mind that we – and he was in uh, he was in McHale's Navy, which is a big thing at the time. Oh, but yeah, the kids mind, remember that. We're coming off of, of the 70s yeah. television that was – everybody had their own TV show, but it was also – a reminder we're still at the time where there's three big networks mm-hmm. so you know who actors are because it's you know and how many variety shows was everybody on at that time yeah and that it was the time of the variety show so you knew who who people you were more aware of who your stars were because everybody's either a or b celebrities there was none of these you know where now you can go and there's 700 channels and it's somebody you know somebody who's a star of the lifetime network mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody who's on one of the major networks. You, do you follow me on that? Yeah. Totally. But I, don't, I don't think I'm saying that. Why would they make that joke? I'm explaining for someone like perhaps like, let's say a 20 year old or 25 year old who's going back to watch the show may not know who Ernest Borgnine is. And so this is say like, so you can enjoy this episode. Here's who that person was. Here's why that yeah, was. Yeah. 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 But he was a huge star. I'm just trying to oh, see. Yeah, I think star. that the name is comical too. Like yes. just, it, it sounds funny. It is. A funny Especially for that time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so here's one. Okay. I'm going to explain one, then tell you one that's a mystery still. So uh, okay. when when they have the fight and David storms, after Sophia slaps him and David storms out, then Blanche scolds Sophia for slapping him and she goes after David. Rose says, oh, my God, this is like long day's journey in the light. And Rose says, night, Dorothy, or night Rose. And she goes, night, night Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay. 
She's referencing a Eugene O'Neill play called Long Day's Long Journey, Day's Journey into, into Night, which is a play about a family and all the problems they have and all the shit comes out during the play. So she's making reference like, oh, those family problems, they're all coming out right now, like Long Day's Journey into Night. Uh, there you go. And now in bed, with so- when Sophia and Dorothy are getting ready for bed, uh, Sophia, again, another weird comment that's... Not a big joke, and I don't know if we're supposed to pay off later, where Sophia goes, Sophia goes, you're having a cold, you're getting a cold, I can tell you, tomorrow you're going to have a cold, which never materializes. And Dorothy, Yeah, I think that happens in a different episode later, maybe that's that was meant to go somewhere else, but yeah, yeah I'm surprised she brought it up. And Dorothy, I expected her to sneeze yeah, or something. Right, yeah. me too. Yeah, it sounded like a setup for a joke, and like, I'm a mother, I know, and then it never pays off. Uh, and then Dorothy says, yeah, Dorothy says, what are you, Curse of the Catwoman? Now, I looked up Curse of the Catwoman. There was a film called Curse of the Cat People, which I've seen, and has nothing to do with cold or people predicting colds or anything like that. But there's the the movie itself and this there's a, a poem called The Curse of the Catwoman. But it's not have anything to do with a cold. I don't there's no I, I Does I it have anything it. to do with like mind reading or telling the future? No. Oh well you know what? <laughs> It's about a guy who it's uh he feels that like there's a presence behind him and then he like stabs a woman. It's a whole weird thing. It's a bizarre like Maybe script. that's the joke like yeah. oh you're clairvoyant now. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Um, um can I tell you? Yes. That um one of my favorite golden girl moments one of the lines I remember still as a child laughing at was one of those bed scenes where Sophia and Dorothy share a bed. Not in yeah. this episode, though. Not, right? in, not, this, not in this episode, episode though, right? But yeah, it's one of these lane. episodes that when it comes, you'll laugh because Dorothy, uh, Dorothy, uh, Sophia's laying in bed with her. Goes something like, "Dorothy, you have a cough drop, no, ma. Do you have this, no, ma? No, that's yes for all these things." And she goes, "What does it say? Came out in the back of my of my nightgown." She goes, "In fact, it does, you cheapskate." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was funny. I'm going to laugh so hard when I see that on whatever future episode that is. I don't know why I do a show with the two of you. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, any other final thoughts on this episode? Um, Skip no, it if you, if you see it. Yeah, oh, I would, I, yeah, that's, a, you know, that's a good question to incorporate. Lawson, is this a watch or a skip? I'd skip it. I would give it probably a... S- oh, wait, wait, we missed your grade. Probably like a. I didn't. I didn't get his grade. He said a C. He said oh, a C. So, okay, a C. Okay, a C. You know what? I'm gonna give it a C minus. I'll give it a Ooh. C minus. Yeah, because C implies average. I think it's below average for this show. That's my thoughts. Boo Hecker, what are you? Where are you on this? Uh, so this is a Blanche episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. <sighs> It's an exposition episode. It's actually one that also plays in reruns a lot, which I always wonder how they choose which ones get rerun. Um, this one does get rerun a lot. I, I mean, I'll go with a C. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I think, if anything, you get more about their background. And again, it's more of a later, and we're finding more about Blanche mm-hmm. um, and more about her, her background. It's not very substantive. Mm-hmm. I think it really... I wonder if it was really done trying to get younger viewers and make it into one of those after school kind of things. Um, not that this guy was a big star, but I mean, I think it, it what it was instead of old ladies dating old men, it was this now intergenerational moment. And I think what they were really addressing too is something very um, common at the time of 
grandparents starting to act as parents, Mm -hmm. you know, because they do say that we're not parents anymore. This is our time. We're grandparents. But then they both all of them come around to. But you know what? We would take him in, you know, so I think it, it was showing the how even though they have lives of their own. It just, I think it was something that was going on a lot in the 80s because mothers were starting to work more. But do you think – it's so funny you think bringing that up, Buhecker. I think I feel like times have changed and maybe grandparents, while not younger in age, are younger in spirit. And so, like, my parents – 100% would like are excited to be second parents. And I know my brother's in-laws are, and I know a lot of other grandparents who really very much want to be in the kids' lives. Do you think that's something that's changed or no? No, I think that's still the truth. And I think sometimes, but I think nowadays more grandparents even have to still work. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, two days a week, I remember going to my grandmother watched me, my grandma and my grandfather watched me. And just by doing quick math, they were probably in their fifties, mm-hmm. you know, my grandfather still worked. My grandmother never worked. Um, and, but they still watched and cared for me. So they were probably in their fifties. And I think that was, but I think nowadays more grandparents a are working, but I think the message that maybe they were trying to do, because remember the thing that was progressive about this show was not just saying, seeing your grandparents or old people. Six, two, three, two, six, three, six. No, 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 I'm not going to kill him. I just thought that he got, I, I didn't know if he was still with us. Um, the, I think one of the things, think about what the, what the idea of this show was. It was not just to show people who are retired in their golden years sitting around playing bingo. It was to show that they have active sex lives and active personal lives. And I think that was and part they of the hit children. But I think that I, I agree with hitting children. Um, I think that was part of the. Me- I'll tell you a story in a second. I think that was part of the 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 message. There was we're not just here to. We do have lives. You know what I mean. I think that was part yeah. of showing that aspect. Let me just quick. I don't. Did either of you get hit as children? Yes. Yeah, spanked a bit, not beat. I got spanked a bit, and I got threatened with the belt. But uh, my mother, I don't think, ever hit us. I think she burst into tears when she hit us. But that's because of the upbringing she came from. But my um, my aunt used to have the wooden spoon. My aunt Dana used to watch us, and she was like the matriarch of the family. So like she was my great aunt, but she took care of everybody's kids. When I wasn't with my grandmother, Mm -hmm. I was with my aunt Dana, who was a good ten years older. She was in her sixties and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how people in their sixties back then looked so much older. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the threaten with Aunt Dana was the wooden spoon. Okay, mm-hmm. so she would go after us with a wooden spoon and maybe a little swat, but nothing real. So my brother now has been taking care of his nephew, who is kind of like this exact situation of this show. He comes my brother's husband's. He goes to a pizza place just to find some friends. No, our husband's our, my, my brother's husband's sister has more kids than she should have and and there's the older ones just get left out so they come down to visit my brother in florida my brother lives in florida and they take care of this child well (laughs) this child was acting up when they were out in the store and started screaming my brother grabs and whispers in his ear i am gonna fucking beat the shit out of you when we get out of here okay so then the kid starts acting 
perfectly well. And 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 um, my brother in law is like, you can't hit him. And John's like, I'm not going to hit him. I'm going to threaten him. Mm-hmm. The- <laughs> so they get in the car, and the kid's now behaving. Long story short, this took way too long. But I'm on the phone. My brother is. He's telling me the whole situation. My brother's like, we got in the house. He acted like a fool again, and he's like, and I'm chasing around the house with a metal spoon. And, he go- and I said, don't you have a wooden spoon? And he goes, no, I don't. So I went right on Amazon and I sent him 12 wooden spoons. And he goes, why so many? I said, because you can hide them around the house because he's going to start hiding them on you. So they're live streaming to me. He's like, look, we got a package from from my brother. And they open it up <laughs> and he opens it up and he goes, here, you open it. I forget the kid's name offhand. R- uh, Raphael. Raphael, you open the box and he opens it up and he goes, do you know what those are for? And he goes, for baking a cake. <laughs> And he goes, no. And and anyway, the kid was hiding the spoons, and then John would go after him with the wooden spoon. That's it. Sorry. Long story short, but we, well, we still believe in the spoon corporal punishment. On the last episode, we were talking about how episode four was when Rose started telling the long stories. Yep. And I think here on Shady Pines, we can now establish <laughs> episode six is when Boo Hecker, who you ironically play Rose. I do. It's the uh, best character of the play. Yeah, I I can see why you were cast. It's the most nuanced character of the play, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, Lawson, thank you for being a friend. Yeah, I'd travel down this road, then back again for you, Joey. Thank you. Joey's. (laughs) And Boo Hacker? Shady Pine, Joe. Shady Pine. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media. You can find Mike Lawson on Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. That's M-R-M-I-K-E-L-A-W-S-O-N. You can find Joey Boohecker on Facebook. That's uh, Joey. And last name B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R. And you can find Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is Afterthought Media Podcast.